Welcome to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Kraus. Learn how to move your awareness out of your mind and into your heart so you can embody your divinity, experience joyous peace of mind, and create your most vibrant life by opening to receive your soul's sacred medicine. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Soul Health Mentor Podcast. Today, we have Tara Preston here with us, and we're going to have such a great conversation. Hi, Tara. <laughs> I'm just so excited that you are here. We've literally known each other in the sense, the online space. I think it was 2016, and we connected via your Akashic Records work, and we've been Facebook friends ever since, so I know the work you do, but our listeners don't yet know the work you do. So when someone asks you, hey, Tara, what do you actually do? How do you introduce yourself? <laughs> well, you know, we've been doing this work for a long time, so I always feel like there's so many strands of my work. But I would say the core piece that I do is really bring women home to their essence, to their soul, to their creative power so that they can create a life on their terms so that they can experience freedom in all different kinds of ways and intimacy, emotional freedom, their authenticity, their creative power, their expression, you know, all the ways. So that would kind of boil it down I think yeah yeah <laughs> it is I do realize that you know we've known each other we know the work we do and it's oh. just to, if we would meet we were strangers and we would meet you know yes. go, like I so what it's good yeah, yeah. Um, you said so many good things in that introduction so a woman's essence oh, creating the life that she desires and freedom so and and I mentioned mm -hmm. the Akashic records, and I wanted mm -hmm. to let listeners know. So, Tara, you founded your Akashic Records school. I don't know if that's the right terminology. Tell us yeah. a little bit about how you got to do the work. What what inspired you to do the work that you do today? There's a story behind that. I know that. Yeah. So if it's so. <laughs> Well, my story, I mean, of course, we could go back like 20 years, but like kind of a pivotal moment in my story was when I was pregnant with with my daughter, mm -hmm. who I didn't, did I know that she, I was having a daughter? I think I might have. But I was living in the city and fairly burnt out and was a professional makeup artist. And really at that point, life was just feeling kind of like tight and outdated. And there was a, a nudge of a call. I just didn't know what that was. And I was also kind of growing in this sense too of like, there's got to be more to my purpose. Like, what's my purpose? And I had this like beautiful baby growing inside of me. And at that point, I was like, I, I really kind of like wanting to understand what motherhood meant for me. And so kind of like all of these threads started to weave together. And I really knew in my heart that it's like, I, I want to be the mother who says yes to her purpose, who says yes to those nudges. And then walks that path so that I can not just tell her to go live her dreams, but I can be the mom that is like, I did live my dreams. Like I know what it takes to live my dreams and, and I can be a guide and an ally for you to live your dreams too. So that felt really important. So then as I was, you know, 
pregnant and really starting to understand the birth process. And I tend to do that with things is like really deep with them. I want to understand everything. And so just the whole birth process and, and that became a really powerful kind of portal to just understanding my creative power. And after I, I, I studied and became a doula and, but really, and I actually didn't move forward that path, but what opened for me was like, I just want to help connect women to their power and to trust their instincts and their intuition. And then shortly after that, we made this the move from the city to actually where we live now, which was in the country. And when we got here, I mean, it was there wasn't a lot happening on this property. Um, I can't even we had no phone. I think we had to turn the power on like it was it. Yeah, it had been sitting here for a bit. But anyways, I'd found the Akashic records shortly after and there was just something with the Akashic records and deeply under like understanding our divine nature. And then being able to like break down patterns so that we could more fully live our purpose, like our expression in the world. And so then I found the Akashic Records. And then that was, you know, 13 years ago. My daughter's 14 now. So, of course, I've spent, you know, many, many years journeying with the Akashic Records and then supporting women often through that space of deeper connection to their self and clearing out the things that don't serve her soulful evolution and, and her embodiment. Yeah. Oh, I love hearing. So that's, yeah, that's how it it shaped my work. (laughs) And I loved hearing that so much. I'm going to share what touched me in in hearing and, and what has touched me following your work and, you know, being Facebook friends and all that. Every time you mention motherhood and what it means and women to get their power and to walk their path I'm like yes yes that's exactly it because my mom wasn't a mother Mm -hmm. that could do that wasn't a mother Mm -hmm. grew up in any way she grew up being told okay you're going to cook you're going to clean you're going to be a stay-at-home mom that is your job and while there's nothing wrong with cooking and cleaning and being a stay-at-home mom, there isn't a lot of validation in it. And there wasn't a lot of gratitude from my father for it. It was just taken for granted. So the part mm-hmm. where you mentioned, no, I want to show my daughter what it means to walk your path and what it means to claim your power. It is literally what I, as a daughter, ended up wishing for my mom. I, I wished my mom oh, cool. c- could find you know, her purpose and her power and stand in her value. And I saw through my mom's example that I decided I don't want that. I don't want that. I want to be respected. I want to have a career. I want to create freedom. And what actually happened is that I chose not to have children because I connected that with I'm not going to be valued. Mm, so give you yeah. that piece. <laughs> something around that yeah yeah Yeah, and I think a lot of mothers feel like that I think that when we step into these roles in society there does tend to come like programming with it for sure and that's sometimes some of the work that we're dismantling and then other aspects of our journey just like our womanhood path I think can be like it can be amplified like around that you know uh, depending on um on the roles that we do choose. I'm sure, and it could show up in other ways too, but there's something really significant around the journey of motherhood (laughs) and how that can show up for sure. And you also talk a lot about the mother wound and I definitely experienced that was the mother wound. That was the 
me as a daughter mm -hmm. feeling that my mother isn't being valued and that I want to be valued mm -hmm. in a relationship. And then you mm -hmm. also have terminology where you talk about the family matrix and all those things mm -hmm. really resonate with me in this, in the sense that it's, it's really meaningful work and meaningful topics that don't really get talked about. So in the context yeah, for sure. of your work, what is the mother? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that the mother wound, you know, it is felt along our, our gener like along our lineage for sure. And through the scope of my work, I guess, you know, I feel it as a disconnect from the mother, like even Mother Earth, <laughs> how we experience a disconnect and an undervaluing of, of our relationship to the mother. But it's really the pain and the suppression of the feminine that's existed on the planet for, you know, thousands of years. And then, of course, we have generations and generations of women who have felt that pain and the suppression of the feminine, the undervaluing, the disconnect of the feminine and the feminine principle, and then how that plays out in our lineage. And then also like our soul path, too. So it's those two strands that kind of weave itself into our, our present experience. And we're hearing more and more about the mother wound, I think, a lot more than we did maybe five years ago or seven years ago even. But yeah, I think it is, we're coming into this, this era of, you know, like the, the evolution of the mother mm -hmm. and how we're really, as we do this work personally, as we start to really heal that, that separation and the suppression of the feminine that exists within, and we start to connect to that essence and value her and her expression and her creative vision and her power and we start to make that uh, a priority in our relationship to ourself and our experience, then, then we heal that. We heal that through our lineage. We heal that for our daughters. And it's through that journey, though, that there's often like a dismantling. There's often deeper connection. And then with that, as we our relationship to ourself shifts because we're starting to value and connect to and heal that mother wound, you know, and, and often too, and I find there's kind of, there's multiple timelines that that often connects to our experience as young girls and our relationship to our mothers, where our mothers didn't see our value or maybe our dreams or our expression, or maybe some of our wants, or even really, um, really allow us to feel safe in our sexuality as young girls. And and then we take that on in our experience, but that's really because our mothers didn't have that and their mothers didn't have that, right? And so as we really come into that new space of what that gets to look like in our evolution, then we heal those layers. But as we heal those layers, it shifts our relationship to ourself. And inevitably, if we're, if we're in a relationship that maybe we've been in for a long time, there's going to want to be an upgrade in the relationship. And if a mother is coming into this new journey or new um, kind of like way of being with herself and her empowerment, inevitably, as she begins to show up in a new space of power and valuing herself and her vision for her family and her values, then it's going to restructure not just her relationship, but the whole family matrix. Yeah. And I think that to me is like, yeah, some really, really, it's, for me right now, it's probably like my most gratifying work because it's deep and it takes time. And we're really, we really look at how the consciousness of the feminine wants to upgrade the family unit. And so that takes time. 
time because we're looking at different relationship dynamics and and how that wants to flow to support everyone, but also, you know, like the mom. So, yeah. yeah. And me, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking back of of my family and of, of the dynamics and and how my mom yeah. didn't have access to this powerful work or the Akashic records. She didn't know mm-hmm. about the mother wound. She didn't know about the lineage and the generational healing. And unfortunately, the marriage that I saw my parents have was the typical patriarchy. And then the mm-hmm. and my dad was a patriarch. He really was. And he didn't much care about... He wasn't a good provider as such. He he just did his thing and mm. it, and whatever I do, it's my money. I earn it. You don't and what and and the the housework right. and the raising the children wasn't valued. So mm-hmm. the family matrix that was my mom and dad, right, um, mm-hmm. started playing out in my marriage, even though I don't have children, and not totally, that- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that my husband is my father and not he's nothing like him and he right. does me I get it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he's not him at all but it was the struggle that I had as the daughter saying no I want a career I want purpose I want my power and that's why I wanted mm-hmm. to have this conversation because you can't have this conversation mm-hmm. with very many people and I believe there are women mm. out there that need to hear this, that that might have never, ever heard anything like that. And mm-hmm. I've, I've heard you and seen you use the word family matrix, you know, mother wound, lineage, mm-hmm. clearing the root. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about clearing the root. How can a mother that is listening to this conversation we're having, how can she mm-hmm. begin? Where's the first step? What can she do? Well, I think that it depends with where you're at in your journey, for sure. Like, and I, I still have mothers who have been doing this work for a long time come to me because they're on the edge of evolution. They're being called and they've done a lot of work. They're bumping up against re- old relationship dynamics, maybe with just their spouse right now. <laughs> because, um, yeah, because we're all at different places and maybe I'll touch into that in a little bit, but you know, depending on where the mother is, I know for me in my journey, the first place for me was to start to create a space to connect in, like to start to take myself out of the busy go do patterns and really start to create a space of presence where I could come home to myself, where I could start to love myself, hear myself, where I could start to value my own presence and my own contribution. Like that was, that was for me really powerful. And at that time too, I remember feeling a little bit of pressure because my husband wanted me to get a job and keep working. And I was like, well, I want to do my purpose and like make money. And this feels like actually more important. And it often like the space that I needed wasn't valued because it wasn't yet making money. And I was focusing more on like child rearing and it wasn't his intention, you know, to ever like directly hurt me, but it was more like this, the scarcity of like, we need money. (laughs) And I was growing in my sense of purpose and my sense of value. And I realized at that time I had to value my purpose. Like I had to value me. I had to value my sacred work. We had to have some conversations (laughs) along the way, (laughs) but like, it, it really was that growing from that sense of like love and valuing just like the truth of who I was in that space of presence, because that's so huge and 
taking us out of those like busy go do patterns that we tend to operate from when we don't feel valued. So that was, that was a really good starting point. Yeah. Well, that was powerful. I can keep going, but yeah, go ahead. (laughs) That was powerful, especially when you said coming home to ourselves and being present with ourselves. Um, That is such a powerful thing to do. And yet it is so hard because I've just realized that this year I really was releasing doership and performance mentality. That's that's yes. we're anchored into this do 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 and you've got to prove yourself, yeah. blah blah blah, and and really perform and and this yeah. it's the opposite. We need to come home to ourselves. So you said that mm-hmm. that's a very powerful first step. And thank you. I know you have a yeah. few, few things that you offer as that first step. So um, do yeah. you still offer the the Radiant Power Hour as a start? To yeah, you know, start? I do. Awesome. Yeah, it's on the website. Yeah, so I still me. do. It's still such a beautiful practice that I still use. I've adapted it over the years as I've grown and what that claiming that space meant for me. But I mean, yeah, all my clients still use it. it it's on there. If that speaks to you. It really is a beautiful practice to to really start to come home to self yes, in it, that way. Mm-hmm. And is it terrapreston.com? Is that the website it's on? Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So that would be a yeah. first step that women that are listening to this conversation can get to know you better and, and have this yeah. very powerful practice that... Um, you said beautifully, I, I really love the, the coming home to Thank yourself. And yes, the part, you know, and that's an, yeah, yeah, go, um, go ahead. It's an, okay, it's an important piece, too, because so many women are craving intimacy. And they're craving, they want to understand how to shift their relationships and their partnerships. And coming home to ourselves is like the first step because it's like when we can be intimate with ourselves, when we can hear ourselves, when we can start to listen to our inner child or listen more deeply to our needs or start to process some of our emotions, we become, we become more intimate with ourselves and our communication actually refines. And then we can start to have those deeper conversations with our partners get right without feeling like it's like we, we need something Instead, we're coming from a place of deeper self-connection. And, and that's one of the, the beautiful aspects, too, of coming home to ourself. Since we were talking about, like, upgrading the family matrix, I truly believe it begins with, like, intimacy with ourselves really starts to have this ripple effect in our partnership. And then things start to really open up and shift in the home, too. So I just wanted to share that part yeah, for whatever reason. <laughs> there it is. Really important. Yeah. You did it. You did. Because how can we communicate to our partner or to our children mm-hmm. what we need when we can't connect in to actually realize what we need, right? And yeah. I I came to I, I found three questions that I would use to check in with myself. And it's like a strong nurturing mm-hmm. skill. It's how do I feel? Mm-hmm. What do I need and do I need support? And that was the part mm. that was really hard for me. Good. If I can't, if I don't know how I feel or if I need support, how can I talk to my partner? And I love that you brought that aspect of communication in there as well. 
And one thing I still wanted to weave in because Tara Preston, that that terapreston.com is where the listener can find that first step, Radiant Power Hour, to really get mm. into with yourself. But you also are the the flower of life Akashic school. Now I might not say it right. That's okay. Yeah, you're on the right track. Yeah. Say, say it right for us. So it's the Akashic Women's School, but underneath that um, is the Flower of Life Akashic Certification. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah, if the women that are listening to this conversation, if they have gotten yeah. curious about what are their Akashic records, how can their Akashic records help me with that lineage work and with the family matrix and all the deep stuff, is there a first step they can take in, in getting to yeah, know? Yeah, the Flower of Life. Yeah, is like my foundation work. I'm, I was actually just having that conversation the other day. It's almost like I wish I, I want all my private clients to like go through that that program, even if they don't certify, because there's just it's so foundation to everything that I'm sharing right here, right now. Yeah, absolutely. And it guides you through a very beautiful transformative process of examining the mother wound of what this new paradigm of being in our feminine prosperity, which is really just a deeper space of connection of being embodied and being expanded in our energy, as as opposed to where we're coming from that old mother, uh, uh, old, old mother, that doesn't sound very nice, but the old paradigm that oftentimes our mothers lived in, which was collapsed and disconnected and pushing and going and doing right? And this is where the Akashic records are like so brilliant at clearing out a lot of that gunk that doesn't serve our our soul's purpose, like the, the paradigm of prosperity that we're truly meant to live in. And then, you know, when we're talking to about the feminine too, just being inhabited in like a female vessel, feeling, you know, the joy and the pleasure of being embodied in the power of what it means to, to be a woman or to be embodied in, in the feminine vessel. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I feel like we've touched so deeply in a short amount of time. Is yeah, really, where did that time go? <laughs> That's wild. Reflecting <laughs> back on our conversation, what is the out of your mind and into your heart wisdom you'd like to share with the listeners? And it can be totally spontaneous. And I'll just... yeah whatever you want to share of with. course yeah well you know we were talking about you know i think like the radiant morning power hour is like that connection to the heart space and that's like a really beautiful kind of like like doorway or gateway into this like reclamation and awakening of the feminine and then as we start to get to know ourselves what often happens is that we unearth a vision of prosperity of of love of greater wholeness or connection or healing for our families or for our communities and to me that's where we go deeper into the creative power of the mother of the womb and so the reason that I wanted to share this is that if you have a vision for your life for your family right if you have a vision for your community that my invitation would be to nourish it to protect it and to claim it and to know that if you're being gifted that vision it is for you and you have the capacity to bring it through mm, beautiful yeah. thank you so much for being here today and thank you for having me you can find Tara at terapreston.com and then you share the website again from the Akashic School. 
Yeah, akashicwomenschool.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here, Tara. Thanks, Nadia. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Krauss. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are playing. 